Scott Morrison's new look ministry was sworn in today, complete with 11 women appointed to government roles. One of those women is Sarah Henderson, the new Assistant Minister for Social Services, Housing and Disability, and she has been rewarded for her behaviour, you might say, during the chaos of last week, in which uh, she remained loyal to the Prime Minister and did not accept bribes to vote for someone else. And she joins me on the line now. Congratulations on your appointment, Sarah. Miranda, good afternoon and thank you very much. Now, um, look, I I have to take my hat off to you as uh, one of the members with integrity who refused to bow to to bribes. I mean, I think that's often the hidden story behind these leadership coups. Just tell us a little bit about what you were offered and and how that came about. Look, I wouldn't call it in any way a bribe. This is often done where there are discussions had about... Uh, how someone might support a particular person in a leadership challenge. So, look, it's not unusual. But for me, I have been a very strong supporter of Malcolm Turnbull the whole way through. And when the suggestion was floated uh, by uh, the Dutton camp that I should uh, switch sides in exchange for a ministry, and I was asked this on radio and I, you know, I told the truth. I said that this had actually occurred uh, but I couldn't take up that offer um, because I thought it would be treacherous of me to do so. Uh, of course, uh, you know, that's uh, the rest is history, and uh, I obviously stuck with Malcolm uh, the whole way through. But I don't reflect poorly on, on anyone uh, supporting Peter Dutton for making that suggestion. I mean, I've been a backbencher for five years and just uh, obviously just been sworn in today as an assistant minister. Um, but, look, certainly for me, it was a very... Um, I, did, I did take a very strong principled stance. Uh, I just obviously found the events of last week to be very unedifying, um, really disappointing, uh, in some respects disgusting. But now, of course, uh, Miranda, we all need to focus on drawing a line in the sand and moving forward with Scott Morrison as our new Prime Minister. Mm. Now, you're a member for the marginal Victorian seat of Karangamite. And how, how hard is it being in a marginal seat, this kind of upheaval? Because you're uh, probably at the front line of uh, suffering the consequences. Look, I am standing on the edge of the cliff. Uh, the edge of the cliff is crumbling. I've got my toes over the edge, but I'm hanging on for dear life. And I've been you know, all the way through, very strongly focused on the needs of my electorate, whether it's, uh, you know, rail infrastructure, whether it's better roads, better services, community infrastructure, but also fighting for my constituents on really important issues like justice for, um, you know, homeowners who lost their homes in in the wire of a bushfire. You know, there was a, a situation we had where a town ran out of fuel, so I went in and fought very hard for that particular township being lawn. So I've been a real fighter the whole way through, and I think that's uh, why I've continued to keep the majority support, because people recognise I am a fighter. I will go in and stand up for the people I represent. And, of course, uh, I will continue to do that as a very marginal seat. It certainly keeps you very honest, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And what sort of feedback have you received from your constituents? You're now back in the electorate after the events of last week. Miranda, look, I think people were pleased that I didn't switch sides. I mean, I was obviously well known as a supporter of the Prime Minister. I worked very closely with him. So I certainly received that feedback. And I also received feedback that uh, in Scott Morrison, the better choice had been made. I mean, I don't reflect poorly on Peter Dutton. I think he's done 
a terrific job as a minister, but I don't think the people of Kroangamite wanted to see him as Prime Minister. I mean, I've just been out and about in Bowen Heads and Geelong and down at Apollo Bay over on the weekend, and, and that was the feedback that I was receiving. But, look, generally I think Australians are incredibly disappointed that this has happened again. Uh, I mean, this should not have happened. Uh, this just is really... Uh, been a terrible, terrible week, but I have been really thrilled, I have to say, with the way that Scott Morrison has hit the ground running, his focus on the drought and electricity prices and standing up for those who really need help, aged care, of course, talking about young people and carers. I think he's hit a really positive chord and I'm, I'm really, really excited about serving in his team. Yes, the essential poll out today shows that while you've now widened the gap between uh, Coalition and Labor by ten, to 10 points, that uh, Scott Morrison is preferred Prime Minister to Bill Shorten. So that's good news, I guess. Absolutely. And look, he he is fantastic. He's very much, uh, I mean, he's got a really strong, compassionate side. And I know when I had a chat to him about my new responsibility, I mean, taking on the Disability Services Assistant Ministerial role, working to Paul Fletcher, who's the senior minister in the portfolio, uh, he said to me, this is something that means a great deal to me, and I know you'll do a great job. So he's a, he really is a wonderful man. Uh, I know for Victorians, they'll get to know him more than perhaps he's known in other parts of, particularly obviously in New South Wales. But uh, I'm really, really excited. And look, one of the biggest issues that we have and the great excitement in Karangamite and across the Geelong region is we have a new international airport uh, starting up at the end of the year. And Scott Morrison was extraordinary, really backed that project the whole way through. And we have actually funded the construction of an international terminal at Avalon Airport. So uh, Scott's been personally a great supporter of Karangamite and of mine as a local member. And uh, you mentioned that he said that your um, portfolio, including disability services, means a lot to him. And that's because he has a brother, doesn't he? Um, I mean, he said personally it means something to him. Uh, His brother, I think, has um, multiple sclerosis. Is that correct? He's spoken about his Mm. family, and I won't say anything more than that, but he's certainly spoken about uh, the importance of this issue to him personally. The NDIS. Yeah, the NDIS mm. and disability services and, and making sure um, that every Australian receives the services they need, including, of course, uh, those with a disability. And we have the National Disability Insurance Agency headquarters under construction in Geelong, so that's really an exciting addition to our town. And there'll be something like 560 people working in the head office. So uh, this is obviously uh, an incredibly important area, very important for the Prime Minister, and it's a great honour to be taking on this responsibility. Yes, now you were um, one of 11 women, and I noticed during the swearing-in ceremony today uh, with the Governor-General that afterwards in the photo sessions, uh, Scott Morrison made a point of uh, having photographs with uh, ScoMo's angels, as they've been dubbed. <laughs> really? <laughs> I haven't heard that yet. Um, so, so, I mean, was there a feeling a little bit, I mean, there are a couple more women in there, I guess. Was there a feeling that, especially when Josh Frydenberg mentioned during um, the party room uh, debate last week after he became Deputy Prime Minister, he said he wanted to make women, uh, bringing in women to Parliament, you know, front and centre. Is there a feeling among the women of any kind of solidarity or, um, you know, that, that the women, there might be more women now or, or is there just sadness that, for instance, uh, Julie Bishop 
is uh, moving to the back bench, the most senior woman. Look, today obviously has very um, mixed feelings for us all. Uh, I mean, it was a great, a day of great, you know, joy and pride uh, for me personally to be sworn in as an assistant minister and to see so many other women going up the line. So I think there is certainly a very strong sense, Miranda, that uh, many more women are coming through. And of course, we have two new women. Uh, in Cabinet, in Karen Andrews and Melissa Price, and they'll both do a a brilliant job. So there is a lot of excitement, and uh, I certainly got a real sense that I was surrounded by many amazing women today, which was great. But there was one really amazing woman missing, and I'm incredibly sad that Julie Bishop has decided not to continue as Foreign Affairs Minister. She was an absolute standout. Uh, and, you know, Australia, in my view, Australia's finest foreign minister, an incredible woman, an incredible mentor to women and girls, an absolute, uh, you know, world leader, in my view, and uh, she will be very, very sorely missed. So I really hope that whatever lies ahead for Julie, I have no doubt that it will be magnificent and she will continue to play an incredible role in this nation. There is talk that she might be appointed Governor-General because um, Peter Cosgrove, Sir Peter Cosgrove's time is uh, is up. What do you think? Well, Julie is an amazing woman, so she would be amazing at doing any job, including that, if that was um, what she so wanted to do and if that was um, obviously presented to her as an opportunity. I will say, though, um, what a what an inappropriate... Uh, letter Bill Shorten has written mm. uh, to the Prime Minister, uh, very ungracious, su- suggesting that Julie Bishop would not be the right person. I mean, let's not forget it was her, it was Bill Shorten's mother-in-law <laughs> who was the Governor General, and and she received uh, in Quentin Bryce widespread praise and support on both sides of politics. And I think it's very, very ungracious and quite mean and nasty, frankly, that Bill Shorten would uh, would attempt to undermine Julie uh, and also the and also the prerogative of the Prime Minister. I mean, these are very much matters for the Prime Minister, not for the opposition leader. And uh, you know, I think that you know he he probably. Um, doesn't you know wants to get Julie off the stage altogether? But I thought it was terribly ungracious, very inappropriate, and that really reflects very poorly on Bill Shorten, the man, in my view. Yes, I think a bit of an old own goal, especially as it's uh, you know up to nine months before the next election. So the well, Prime that's Minister... right, mm. a complete own goal. Um, you know, running around like you know he's running the joint, <laughs> and I mean I you know, sit in the parliament right at the... You know, I have been sitting right behind where the Prime Minister stands at the dispatch box. So I hear a lot of the stuff going on across the table from uh, from Bill Shorten because uh, he's just in front of me. And, you know, there was, a, there was a moment in the last sitting week where he made some comment or he got up to... He got up to answer a question. I think there was a question asked of him, which is very unusual... And, uh, you know, he sat down very cocky and said, oh, I'm just getting in practice, as if, you know, I'm just getting myself ready to be the Prime Minister. (laughs) And Australians do not like arrogance. They do not like cockiness. And I think uh, in this move today to reflect so poorly on Julie Bishop, uh, it is an own goal and it just shows how cocky and arrogant uh, Bill Shorten is. 
Mm. Now, um, Sarah Henderson, just to finish up, I'm asking every politician who I talk to and, and interview um, this week this same question, and uh, no one so far has been able to actually give me a coherent answer that the public would understand. Why was Malcolm Turnbull rolled? Well, it's a very... It's a very good question and it's a very difficult one to answer. And I don't really know is the bottom line because I thought he was doing a magnificent job as our Prime Minister. Uh, He was in a very competitive position. He was 20 points ahead of the opposition leader. I do not understand why this occurred. As you know, I strongly supported the the, uh, Malcolm Turnbull and then I went on, when Malcolm Turnbull dropped out, I then went on to support Scott Morrison. So in that, that was in the final ballot. So I do not understand why this occurred. There were obviously uh, some people who uh, were very motivated. Uh, you know, Simon Birmingham has talked about the, the wreckers. <laughs> and, um, but uh, all I can say is now is a time when we need to work very, very hard to reunite because Australians hate this stuff. And that is now my focus. And under Scott Morrison, a new Prime Minister, a new team, I'm very, very confident that we can go forth very quickly, unite and continue to govern Australia as well, of course, as happened under Malcolm Turnbull. Well, Sarah Henderson, thanks very much for your time and good luck in the new portfolio. Thank you so much, Miranda. Great to talk to you. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.